Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to Season 1, Episode 12 of the OT's Get Paid podcast. Welcome! Today, we are going to be talking about the six money-breaking decisions that drain dollars from your business. Why is this so important? This is important because my goal, my mission, my brand is to help OTs get paid. And I want to start addressing some of the core things that we can do that are money making and some of the core things that we are doing that are money breaking. And I want those dollars to stay in your business. I want those dollars to get paid to you so that you can make decisions that positively affect your life, your time, your freedom, all through money. Right now, we are going to read a podcast review. I have told everybody that once we hit 25 reviews, we are going to have somebody win a one-hour coaching session with me, and we are at 22. So please jump on to your Apple device. I don't know how to do it for Android, but leave a review. Uh, scroll down. People have asked me how. Scroll down. You'll see where you can leave a review and put one in there. Also, please include your name and your business name because it doesn't show up as, you know, it shows up otherwise as your Apple username. And we want to have a shout out for you and for your business. So today's review comes from Amy Elsner, who's the owner of PowerSource Functional Therapy, which she wants us to know is going to be rebranded and reloaded soon. But thank you, Amy. And she writes, the title is Scrooge McDuck Makes My Day. I love this podcast and all the yummy information. Every time I listen, I take away so much and it truly gives me my own feedback that I'm on the right path. My old story was I am not a businesswoman. My new one is that I am. Thank you, Trish, and all the guests for empowering this businesswoman. That's great. These, thank you so much, Amy. These are 
picked at random. You know, my team picks them. I don't read them ahead of time. And that is such a treat and really ties into what we're talking about. You are not just a therapist, you are a CEO as an OT entrepreneur. And we want to focus today on getting rid of those money-breaking decisions. Okay, so let's start. There's six. The first one is keeping doing those $10 tasks. That is not a CEO decision. A $10 task versus a $1,000 task or a $10,000 task is one that the CEO alone can do. The $1,000 and the $10,000 tasks are what runs and grows the business. You have to quickly understand what is my zone of genius as the CEO. You are the only person that knows the direction you want to take this business, how you want this business to look, what are the goals of the business, and that's what you need to focus on as the CEO. Doing $10 tasks, such are things that are repetitive, that are admin-related, those can be outsourced to your team. You need to use your time to make money and contribute to the growth of the company. Second money-breaking, not money-making decision is accepting first offers. I want you to learn how to negotiate. That is going to be a podcast that we're going to be doing coming up. People think negotiation is all about big wheels and deals and how does that relate to you? No, we negotiate all the time. We negotiate with our clients, with our customers, with funding sources, in partnerships, in so much more. There's so much time that we spend in negotiation that we don't even realize. And I do not want you to take first offers. I want you to learn that any contract, any job, even if you're not an OT entrepreneur and you're listening to this because you aspire to OT entrepreneurship, you can negotiate any job that you have. There is always room to negotiate. Uh, you know, probably episode 16, 17 is when we're going to be talking about that. And I'll give you more information on why I think OTs should be the best negotiators around. Sidebar, spoiler alert, it has to do with relationship and how we create safety and what we know about brain-based health. And that is the environment that you want to create going forward in negotiation. And we as OTs do that every single day. Okay, the number three money-breaking decision that's draining dollars from your business is giving away your time for free. Listen, I created a podcast called OTs Get Paid. I do not want you giving away your time for free. When people want to pick your brain, this is the time for you to realize that you need some kind of formal offer around that. I want you to think about having a formal offer. I want you to think about what your response is going to be when that comes up, whether it's from a colleague, a friend, a client, a customer. The picking your brain piece at your level of value and your level of expertise is no longer. Now, another sidebar, people say, well, I want to deal in trades. I personally don't love the idea of trades. I think I would rather you exchange money, which is energy, and you get to decide how you want to spend that money in the future. However, that's just my personal decision. I know lots of people who started their business on trades. But 
One thing for sure is I don't want you to give away that time for free. I want you to put a price value around that. So do you have a script? Do you have wording for how you could approach that? That actually might be something that I can do a Facebook Live on. Hmm, I'm going to make a little note here as we're going along. Please join the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. Link is in the show notes because we do quite a bit of extra training on podcast episodes that have launched. In terms of Facebook Lives, I bring on different guests. I do them myself. And actually, I'm making a little note here. This is something that we're going to discuss, which is the script. How do you actually, what are the words that you're going to use if somebody says, hey, I want to pick your brain? Do you have an offer? Do you have a link to your schedule? Do you have a calendar link? And do you have a way to get paid for that? Do you have some kind of payment system, whether it's Stripe or Square or PayPal or something to that effect. I estimate that if we have three people a month that want to pick our brains, that's at least two hours, conservatively. And this is a shift that we need to make, not that other people need to make. These requests are going to keep coming to you, and I want you to start valuing your time for money. Okay. We've done three. We're about to do three. So the first three money-breaking decisions that we talked about was keeping $10 tasks, taking first offers, not negotiating, and giving away your time for free. The next one is not starting or being too scared to put your idea out there. I cannot begin to tell you how many people we have that want to start a business. I'm not sure what the timing on this, if everybody is had these ideas separately and is now finding themselves in community and collect, connection, whether it's through the OTs Get Paid Facebook board or the OT Entrepreneur Summit group. But there are a lot of people out there that now want to start a business more than I heard of two years ago when I started doing this. And they think they need all the things in a row before they start. And that's actually not the case. I want you to do some research. I want you to make a decision. And then I want you to take the next step, which is putting something out there. We have talked in the past about the imposter monster. Carla Neek talks about this a lot, that it is the doing that gets you unstuck. It is the doing that gives you the confidence. It is not getting all the confidence and then doing. You need to build the plane while you are flying the plane. And that is a very different way of operating, especially as all of us have large educations, needed to get great grades to get in programs, have been needing to do great work to keep jobs in different changing job markets. I know you know how to build the plane before you fly it. And you, again, it's like a money-breaking mind shift that you need to realize that it's the opposite this time around. Do not get stuck in not doing anything because you are never going to put money in your bank account and you are going to drain potential dollars from your bank account by not starting. Number five, this one resonates with me. They all resonate with me, but this was me for a few years in the beginning. Avoid making financial decisions. Listen, the OTs Get Paid brand is bigger than just putting money in your pockets. There is a history in particular of women, because most people that are OTs in this space, the majority of them identify as women. They 
didn't even have the right to own property in certain countries until very recently. We are used to giving decisions to our bosses, to our employers, and to our partners. And we are very, very used to as therapists and parents helping other people before you help yourself. You know, I was recently told a story by somebody and they helped their friend start help with her um, business. And that took time away from her. Hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club Mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid doubling down on hers and making financial decisions on hers. I had another girlfriend tell me recently that she helped one of her friends find her first investment property before deciding what the financial decisions and even knowing the numbers are in her own business. The fear of numbers is real. And I did a podcast about that. Please go and listen to episode nine, where I interview my bookkeeper who really helped me overcome the fear of numbers so that I could build the business that I wanted to build. So, you know, the system has been against women for a very, very long time. And it sure has been against healthcare professionals for a long time with insurance companies and government funding, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't want you to avoid making any financial decisions. I want you to apply for that contract. I want you to raise that price. I want you to know your numbers and I want you to go for that big client. And last but not least, 
the sixth money-breaking decision that drained dollars from your bank account is pleasing everybody. I see you pleasing everyone. I see you working full-time and coming home and then taking care of the family. I see you working full-time with a family and running errands on the weekend. I see you negotiating with your partner on who does what in terms of housework. I'm not going to dive into the studies right now on if I'm speaking to you and you identify as a woman about how much more of your time and how much that dollar value is in what you do. And the quarantine and COVID has only impacted that more. Listen, I'm a single mom, so people tell me stuff and I get a chance to watch. I am at capacity. So guess what being a single mom does who's at capacity? One, I get to watch and I get to see how all of y'all are trying to negotiate your ways to more time to work on the profitable parts of your business. I also do not have the capacity to muck around in money-breaking decisions anymore. I do not miss the conflict and the negotiations that take place around that. I am very clear from my own self on what is burnout and what is resentment. And I have said no to that. In a way, being a single parent is a gift because I can't muck around. I do not have anybody else to rely on. And therefore, I have to get really serious with how I decide to show up and I cannot please anybody. And let me tell you, those myths run deep in my brain. So as a single parent, I just kept thinking I had to show the whole entire world that I am so fine, that I am going to do it all. I'm going to raise the kids. I'm going to deal with Corona. I'm going to bring money into the home. I'm you know, not going to miss a step. And that is a hard myth to perpetuate. So what do I do to make sure I'm not perpetuating those old ways or those old myths and try to please everybody? I hire a cleaning lady. I do at least, well, once a week for sure, order or take in. My kids do their own laundry. They make their own lunches. They do breakfast. They have jobs. They get themselves to and from school. They get themselves to and from those jobs. And at this point, I now have all my groceries being delivered. You're about to hear in the next podcast, episode 13, spoiler alert, where I also talk with our guest about both of us, who she's also a single mom, hiring personal assistants. I'm in the middle of doing that. I see you letting you do your team. Let's take this back to work. Letting you do your team things that you're not happy about and you take deep breaths and you gently advise and you avoid conflict. I see you not enforcing your cancellation policies. I see you going back to number three, giving away your time for free. And I want you to stop doing that now. Those are money-breaking decisions that are not going to earn you the place that you deserve to be with the value that I know you give your clients in your OT business. We will certainly be having a six money-making decisions that add dollars to your bank accounts at some point. But I really loved this topic. This was 
inspired by Rachel Rogers' book, We Should All Be Millionaires, which I have read and really enjoyed parts of and really wanted to give this perspective to OTs today. So let's welcome my real-life bestie and my business bestie, Kelly Casey Bynes, to our regular business besties segment, where Kelly will give her thoughts and opinions, and I'll interview her on her ideas behind money-breaking decisions. Okay, this is the section of the podcast known as Business Besties with Kelly Casey Bynes. Welcome, Kelly Casey Bynes. Thank you, Trish. I'm glad to be here again. <laughs> I'm glad to see you. Now, we haven't had a Business Bestie section in a while, and we talked about this in the Facebook group, OTs Get Paid join the Facebook group. What happened? Why have you not been on the podcast in a while, Kel? Well, you have been talking about a lot of other wonderful things. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I appreciate the hype, but what's the real reason? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I lost the audio. Oh, right. <laughs> That's right. On the last episode that we did together, you lost the audio. Yeah. So they should have heard about me or heard yeah. from me, but yeah. they didn't. So I lost the audio. Yeah. yeah. So we're just keeping it real here, people. And in the essence of keeping it real, Kelly, why don't you, because we're actually doing this over video, we can see each other too. Why don't you describe what I look like right now <laughs> and where I am? Okay. And then I'll describe what you look like and where you are right now. Will do. Your black house coat is adorable. <laughs> I really love it. It's one of my favorite house coats. And I'm very much enjoying this view from your closet because I've seen it from the other side when you're choosing an outfit. I now can see what it looks like from the inside. You've got my clothes and shoes point of view. <laughs> now, I will say I feel a little bit pulled together, even though I'm in my pajamas, because I'm wearing my nice glasses. You look pulled together. Well, thank you. you. I, I truthfully wouldn't know it was your house coat if we... So I've got the I've got the like bun, the like not nice bun and the glasses, but they're not my bad crummy glasses. They're right. like my okay glasses. Okay, thanks, Kelly. Yeah. So and I'm in studio C, studio <laughs> closet. And you are in studio OTD under oh, UND, UTD under the desk. Under the desk. You are literally under your desk. And yes. you are also surrounded by some pillows. I am. I have and bed pillows around me. <laughs> And a yoga blanket over top of the table. So just lest you think, people who are listening to the podcast, that this is a sweet, sweet, sophisticated setup. It is. <laughs> it is also real. Okay, so Kelly, you're joining me today on the Business Bestie section. Previous to this, we've been talking about six money-breaking not money-making decisions that will drain money from your bank account. And we have gone through six of them. And what I asked you in advance, and we're going to talk about right now, is, you know, as a business owner, Kelly, as somebody who's had a bricks and mortar, who now has an online sensory collective and mentorship, I would love to pick your brain and hear about which one of these six you feel really strong at and why, and which one you feel that's more challenging and what you're doing about that. So why don't, which one do you want to start with? Okay. So I'd like to start with what's strong. I think that fits with my focus of strengths-based. Perfect. Um, but it jumped out at me out of all of those lists. The, the one that jumped out at me was what I felt really good at. And it's what's led me to what I'm doing now. And that is just put things out there. Yeah. Just getting started. 
being able to do something and just put it out there to see what happens is kind of, I, I haven't seen it as a strength until this past year, but it has truly served me this past year. So talk to the person that's listening that has all these aspirations in their heart and the drive in his heart mm-hmm. and the ideas in their heart, and they just feel stuck and they can't put their finger on why they can't get it out there. Can you speak to those people? So I think there's several reasons that people get stuck and don't put something out there. And as you were asking that question, the big word that came up in my brain was doubt. Not self-doubt all the time, but doubting that they have something valuable or doubting that it's actually going to work or doubting how much money they can make or doubting that they know what to do. You know, so it might not be a negative self-talk thing. It just might not, they've never done it before. So there's Mm -hmm. no way to believe it's going to work when they've never done it. And, but I mean, that's true of every business owner. So how do you get past that? (laughs) Panic. Um, That's a good one. I do things out of necessity, I think, mm-hmm. in hindsight. I, I didn't think about that at the time, but you know, when I pivoted from selling the clinic, I was able to make that pivot because I had just recently done those telehealth webinars. Mm-hmm. So I did have some evidence that there was something that could work, but it was also enough to show me that I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the other piece of this that I want people to know. Do what you like. Mm-hmm because that will lead you to doing something more or something else. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about that at the time. I just Mm -hmm. put it out because I was panicked. I need to do something and I need to grow something. And Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I like this. So let Mm -hmm. me use this. Yeah. So it's a combo then in your opinion of need and a really good fit. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's a podcast coming up I think it's a podcast or two from the one that we're recording now. And I actually go into a little bit of depth about that with my guest. I won't tell you who it is yet. It's like a bit of a surprise. And, you know, she and I. But I'm your bestie. I should get secret. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's episode 13 with Corey Rohn. Okay. There we go. So um, she talks about not having a plan B. Yeah. And it's. Really, because that's actually something that I want to drill down on because I'm hearing it from so many people. There's this camp of people that just manage to get unstuck and get stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. Or put not get stuff done because I think a lot of us get stuff done. But I mean, putting a new idea out there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people that get stuck in doing that. And there, I have a huge why. Like, I'm really curious about what that is. Mm-hmm. And so I've been asking guests and talking to the OTs that I talk to. And I think there's a significant chunk of people that if you don't have a plan B, mm-hmm. you gotta do it. Mm-hmm. And yes. fear and panic, like, you know, Corey said fear, right? You uh, said panic. Yeah. And then we eventually got to this discussion of not having a plan B and I didn't have a plan B either, right? Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, great. So what is one of the things that you were scaredest to put out into the world and how did it, how did it turn out for you out of curiosity? I actually don't know the answer to this question, so I'd love to hear it. So the answer is the membership. It's what I'm doing now. I put that out without even thinking really Mm -hmm. because I was enjoying doing the webinars Mm -hmm. and I wanted to keep connecting with people. And so 
I felt like this membership was the way to do it. And I got excited about it and I announced it and I had people sign up and Mm. then I had no idea what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I like that story. And I also was at that point starting to juggle more balls in the air with selling the clinic and transitioning. And that was more work than I had anticipated. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled back on the membership. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that I got, I got scared at that Mm -hmm. point that I wasn't going to be able to manage everything like closing of the clinic, starting this new membership. And I was already doing some mentoring at that time. So yeah, there were lots of balls in the air. Mm -hmm. And I think the membership scared me because it was so new Mm -hmm. and I had learned enough at that stage about online work that I was realizing that this is a lot of work and it's different and it's new and I have a lot to learn. And so I pulled back on it and yeah, I think that's my example of being scared. I hesitated, but it was also real. Like I, Mm -hmm. I just didn't have capacity at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So are you glad that you did it? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Good. Absolutely. I, it, it is I love it. I absolutely love it. And the people that I get to work with now in the membership, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm glad that I took that time to kind of regroup and figure out how best to move forward with the membership Mm -hmm. and growing it and continuing to grow it has just been, it's been so fun. And I feel like it's the just right fit for me. Mm, I love that. So you have this power, you have this ability to put things out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my thought process is you put something out there that worked, but now I want you to give an example of being fearless and well, getting past your fear and putting something out there that didn't work. And then what was the repercussion from that? Yes. I can think of two examples. Okay. Choose I can, one of them. I can think of, I'll talk about being a clinic owner. Mm-hmm. And the word, this example is indicative of multiple things that I did program, putting together a new program or putting together, you know, I put together a parent education series Mm -hmm. and was super excited about it. Mm -hmm. And it had building that. Yeah. Huge value. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to put together the registration system. And I was bringing people in for that. So coordinating schedules and, you know, it was, it was a lot of work and I might've ended up with one, two parents Mm -hmm. at maybe two out of the five topics. Mm -hmm. So that was a giant letdown, Mm -hmm. a giant letdown because I saw the potential for it Mm -hmm. and I was excited about it and I was the one doing it. So it felt personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an example of an air quote flop, Mm -hmm. but the two parents who did sign up Mm -hmm. for those sessions I still provided for them. Mm-hmm. And the result was they still got a hugely valuable service. Mm-hmm. My result was I, I spent a lot of time and effort that didn't see financial gain, mm-hmm. but I was set up and organized for the next time I wanted to launch it. And mm-hmm. I was planning to to do that again. And mm-hmm. so I saw it as a marketing problem mm-hmm. and I saw it as a scheduling issue. Mm-hmm. So it, there were logistical factors that we could work on. I didn't see it as a full on failure flop. When so you as, look Kim, at all the as Kim Bartel says, if it's not 
treatment, it's assessment. So you're right. still able to pull data from it. You yes. nobody so parents didn't get mad, your staff didn't get mad, you, your partner didn't yell at you and say, How could you have spent all this time, Kelly, on something on the drive, yes. you know, between, you know, Maryland and Toronto? And you should have been spending time with the family instead of working on that. Like it, none of these horrible yes. things happened. Yes. Put it out there. It wasn't a success from a sales standpoint. And you took Correct. that data and you started to pivot on it. Great. Yeah. So that's kind of where I wanted to get to as well, because I think we often catastrophize that like if I put something out there, I've wasted all this time. And if I've put yes. something out there, what are the parents going to say when only two people come? And what mm -hmm. is the team going to say? Like, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to kind of take away the the worry that yes. forms in our head. Okay. Thank you for sharing all that. Absolutely. So the second question then has been, which of the six money-breaking decisions that have been discussed in this podcast are the most challenging for you? And how are you working on them? So again, I have two. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I can't just pick one. No, you never can. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but they're kind of related. Keeping $10 tasks, that was the first one. And I know you're just nodding your head vehemently because you know that I don't like giving up work. I have had and I'm working on this mindset of you get paid when you work harder. And mm -hmm. that's not always true and it doesn't have to be true. So I'm celebrating the fact that I've hired a virtual assistant and I've hired a copywriter. So I'm letting go of some of those $10 tasks and it's already making my life so much easier and I'm able to work so much more efficiently. I present so much more, I think, professional when I can say I'm CCing my admin on this and she'll help you resolve the issue. So that's a big one that I'm currently practicing. That's amazing. Seeing gains already. As your friend, I'm just like, I literally, you know, you could have sent me a Voxer and said, hey, an asteroid just came on the <laughs> planet and fell in my backyard and I would have been equally as surprised <laughs> when you told me you'd hired a VA. I nearly fell over. Uh, I've been saying this to you for years and years. So let's explore that. So, you know, I hear you said you didn't like to give up work, but because I have a bit of a background, I don't think it's a control issue for you. Like, I don't no, think it's that I you don't like giving up control. Yeah, no, I don't see it as a control issue. Mm -hmm. I, it's related to the money mindset. You mm -hmm. know, I don't want to pay somebody to do something that I think I could do, mm -hmm. but it's not about what I can do. It's about the effort it's going to take for me to do it. And mm -hmm. it's about the time and what, what I could do differently with that time. And so that is a shift for me that has happened over the last probably two years, I would mm -hmm. say, but I'm now really able to to take a different step and, yeah. and make that higher. I mean, I had staff and I had an admin person mm -hmm. and a billing person and I had an intake coordinator. You know, I didn't not hire staff mm -hmm. in the clinic, mm -hmm. but I, I still think that I always waited too long to mm -hmm. hire or somebody. Mm -hmm. And now when it's just me doing the, doing this new business, mm -hmm. having that extra help is something that felt a little harder to do because mm -hmm. it is just me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, air quote, how can I justify mm -hmm. spending that money? And I'm justifying it. I've hired them and yeah. it's helping. That's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad. So then I do want to be really transparent and I'll tell the $10 tasks that I do that I won't give up. What's one $10 task that you do that you will not give up? They will have to pry from your cold, dead hands. 
my Instagram posts. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say Canva. Well, that's Canva and like I use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Perfect. And so why, why will you not give up that $10 task? Because that's my creative outlet. That's my creative outlet. So it's something that you love. It's like a right brain task that feels enjoyable to you. Yes. Perfect. So mine is invoicing. Mm. Um, because I actually love it. I love spending time in the numbers, years of being scared of the numbers, and it doesn't feel challenging to me. It feels really light and it feels really happy and it allows me to, I'm proud actually. I, I feel really proud of watching these numbers grow and also the fact that they don't scare me anymore. That's awesome. And I feel like it's a really good CEO time for me to spend time in those numbers and like I'm interpreting them while mm. I'm documenting them yeah, and, and sending things out. So that's something that I probably won't give up for a very long time because I find it relaxing. So, that's cool. you know, I wanted to use real life examples of like, we're not auto, like we're not robots. Like, no. we're, you know, we're choosing things that we still say, you know what, it's kind of, you know, if, if you look at the time value of money, I would be better served not cooking mm-hmm. and working another hour. And you know yep. what, I actually enjoy cooking. And so I'm not going to stress out about it. It's like shoveling, right? Like there's some things that I actually enjoy. So keep them if you really enjoy them rather than kind of coming from this negative place. Okay. And um, what's the second one, Belle? Because I know you got two. (laughs) (laughs) When's she going to ask? I know. (laughs) I can see the panic. It's the the people pleasing. Yeah. You no, know, this it goes along with that hard work and you know the the overdoer in me. And mm-hmm. now that I'm doing a membership, I have this drive to make sure everybody's happy. You know, mm-hmm. I want to because I mean strategically, it's good to keep people happy because then they stay in retention mm-hmm. and you know reliable income. But um, in general, it's still hard for me to be okay if somebody wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they all have very valid reasons if they need to leave. I've had two people in the last week because of family stuff or job change or whatever. And of course, so that's one. The other example of people pleasing that I'm still trying to, you know, reconcile is just when when people don't want what I'm offering, whether mm-hmm. it's a direct service client I'm working with and the parent doesn't carry over what I'm recommending or they don't want to do things the way I've suggested, or if it's now um, an OT that I'm coaching, you know, it's, I want everybody to be happy. Mm -hmm. And that's just a longstanding me thing that I'm continuing to work on. What's the number one thing that helps you battle that? Remembering that that is just that's just me. That's, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. And that everybody has their own good reasons. So leading with those generous assumptions is, is always Mm -hmm. the remedy and it happens very quickly. I'm able to catch it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot of Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-talk. Leading with generous assumptions is a really good saying. It helps. It helps. I haven't heard you say that before and I really like it. That's a great one. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. We'll talk you to you again welcome. soon on Business Bestie section. Thanks for having me. You're I love welcome. our chat. Me too. <laughs> talk soon. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. 
If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.